What's good, all you great, great, wonderful, fantastic individuals out there in the universe? It is June 2nd, (laughs) Tuesday, June 2nd, and welcome to another episode of Creatively Disrespectful. I am your host with the most, D.Mitri, and today's episode will be another excerpt from the special series that I'm running right now which is uh, Tales from the Black Hand Side. And um, today, we are going to talk about um, my time at G&G. I will let you guys fill it in um, (laughs) as to not incriminate myself and, I don't know, have some random establishment come for me because I ain't got the money to deal with lawsuits because I'm black in America and I'm also middle class in America and shit is expensive that I already cannot afford like rent so I don't have time to get sued (laughs) with that being said um so today's story I'm gonna talk about when um I I, you know, I wish I could say exactly what year it was, but I don't exact. I don't fully remember. What I do know is that there was a time in life where I was living in Louisiana, uh, taking care of my grandmother, who, um, rest in peace, has passed recently over the past few months, and who also had Alzheimer's. And um, I was taking care of her and working. And uh, I really wanted to move to Chicago for the second time in my life. Um, I love the shy and um, I wanted to go back. I had already made this plan previously before coming to Louisiana to take care of my grandmother to move back to the shy. And I had already got a lot of stuff in place. And then life has a funny way of doing things and the universe is a troll. And so I found myself in Louisiana for longer than I was intending to be. It ended up being a good thing. Latter in life, (laughs) I have realized this at the time, sucked. And anyway, um, I was working at a casino in Louisiana, but I still really wanted to go to Chicago. So the plan was to continue to keep in contact with the person I had been talking to about this job and all of this good grand great stuff well I did and I set everything up for a stodge and I took some money from one of my checks bought my plane ticket bought a hotel room in Chicago parked my car at the airport flew overnight to the shy did my stodge blew it out the water got hired came back to Louisiana got my stuff together other things happened that were crazy but eventually I was able to leave and move there so (laughs) I was super excited to move to Chicago because I wanted to go back. But then also I had landed myself a spot at a restaurant that was owned by a idol of mine at the time. And I was just (laughs) so stoked, man. I can't even explain to y'all the level of excitement that I had. Like I was so happy to have landed that job and to feel worthy to be in that space and to go and work there. And I realized very quickly upon getting there, this was the longest 
line, line being like line that you work on for a restaurant, like which is the brigade, I guess, if you will say, like the amount of people, the crew, the staff, when it comes to cooking in front of everybody. This was the longest line I had ever seen in my life. It was 14 people deep. And, uh, but out of those 14 people, I was the only woman. I was the only woman of color and I was the only black woman. Again, I wish this shit did not make a difference, but unfortunately I'm in a country where it does. And, um, there was another black guy who was on the line with me. Shout out to my boy. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but he knows who he is if he ever hears this. And, um... They treated him like shit. I noticed that very quickly. They talked down to him and about him. They always acted like he was an idiot. They always acted like he didn't have the passion, the drive that he finagled his way into an area and a space that wasn't for him. And I picked up on that. I noticed it. I watched it. You know, I collected it. And they did the same shit to me. And, um... I think it was a mix. I I don't think it was... To be honest with you, I think it was half and half. I think it was half that I was a woman of color, and I think it was half that I was a fucking woman. And because that's a big thing in my industry, and we'll, you know, we'll deep dive into that in another story time. But um, it was a thing, and uh, I worked my ass off. I was super excited. I was super stoked to be there. There was a good amount of people who were happy that I was there and encouraged me and all of that good stuff. But with all of that being said, there were people that just did not want me there. There were people there that wanted me gone and they made it very, very known. And um, I remember... Working, working, working. And uh, feeling like I was coming up short. Like I wasn't doing enough. Like I wasn't enough. Like I wasn't fitting in. Like I I hung out with people outside of work. Mostly my boy who I had met. I think we just had a common ground with us both being black. But I think we had a common ground with us both being outcasts. And... um, And I tried to, you know, hang out with other people that I met and I was cool with them, or at least I thought I was cool with them. I learned later that they would smile in my face and talk smack about me behind my back. (laughs) But also, that is very much so this culinary industry and not necessarily just the ways of the world. But um, I, I had to prove that I was worthy to be there. And it sucked. Um, I remember many, 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 many days of crying at the train station because I felt like I had made a mistake and I didn't know why. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I didn't know what I had made a mistake of. Like, (laughs) I've, man, and trust me, I have many more Chicago related culinary stories that go down this vein. But it sucked. (laughs) It sucked. Because all I wanted to do, like I've always wanted to do, and I will say this over and over again, was cook dope food and hang out with people that I meet that I like. 
That's always what I try to do when I've worked at places. It has always worked against me in some way, shape, or form. And, uh, yeah. I remember my last um, couple of nights of being there when I decided I was done, uh, I got moved. Like, the position that I was working, I got moved from. Just out of nowhere. No explanation. And when I talked to the owner, she pulled me aside and we talked. And again, this is someone I idolized. And she she pulled me, well, she didn't pull me aside until I, I put in my two weeks. I said I was quitting. And she pulled me aside and asked me why. And she started it with, well, I mean, you know, I just feel like it's customary for me to ask why you're quitting. And I'm not trying to convince you to stay. And it really kind of doesn't matter. And I was just sitting there like, so sis, why are you talking to me? But okay. And... I'm telling her why I'm quitting. And she was like, well, you didn't deserve the position that you were given. My sous chef gave it to you prematurely and he shouldn't have done that. You should have had to work your way up to get to that position. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting because your sous chef looked at my resume. He talked to me. We went through some things. He let me stodge. He let me work. He saw how I worked and he gave me that position because he thought that I deserved it. So why do you feel that I don't deserve it? I'm very curious because I also am looking at the dynamics of the crew that you have and you have no people of color on this crew. You do have, however, a vastly substantial amount of people of color underground in the basement area doing your prep. So... Can you explain that to me? And, of course, there was nothing. I mean, you know, it's always crickets. So uh, I ended up quitting. I ended up just walking out. I ended up putting in my two weeks. And two days after that, both of my shifts were trash. I was treated like garbage. They did shit to push and push and push. And I walked out. And it sucked. Because I felt like I was walking away from the biggest opportunity of my life. Um, in hindsight, that was not the truth, but yeah, I didn't know that at the time because that was the biggest, most high profile job I had ever worked. And I felt like I had taken a big opportunity and threw it away because of pride. In hindsight, I realized I threw it away because I knew I deserved more. I hadn't learned that that's what it was until years later because there was many other things that happened afterwards that proved to me that I did not know that that was the reason why I did it, but I did. The one good thing I will say is it did not taint my um, love relationship with Chicago as a great city and um, everybody that I've met there were big on community and camaraderie no matter what color they were. And those are the type of things that have always stood out to me in particular cities that I've lived in. <laughs> With that also being said, this is not one of those cities. But we'll talk about that later. That is your installment of Tales from the Black Hand Side this evening. <sighs> we got a lot of stories to go through, y'all. One by one by one. <laughs>